map 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 the map report map 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 the map report map 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 the map report let my home back in Omaha see if I can make it out in the world and I got as far as Wichita Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles And I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans they always crying out for all right, in that case, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to MEP Report number 55, November 7th, 2006, the Election Day edition. Welcome. What's going on? Election special. That's right. It's election Not night. Not in any way, but this election is special, but this we, is we have, our special. I'm getting a projection. There is an election. I'm getting a projection. Yeah. Uh, we can officially call... On the the Map Report has become the most popular comedy show on the internet. We can officially call that now with 0.5 percent of the precincts reporting. So we wanted to thank you for making this go. a reality. And um, we did an exit poll. We appreciate I it. I asked Russ and Greg what they thought, and uh, we won. <laughs> so it was overwhelming, sweet. man. The trend I'm going home. Yeah, exactly. What <laughs> is true. it? This emu. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But we I'm, want to say uh, hello. Yeah, I'm gonna and go. Start a career in political analysis. Uh, later on the program, uh, both uh, Dick Cheney and President Bush will be here, and uh, also Colin Powell, for yeah. no apparent reason. For, for no reason whatsoever. Uh, no. Actually, um, we have no guests at all. But we might turn up the CNN show really loud. Yeah. the <laughs> yes, show. It yes, Borat, yes. Yes. No. That's because... Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, I am not Borat. My name <laughs> is uh, no Buddy... Kavkalash, I am also <laughs> from Kazakhstan. <laughs> I uh, was sent. Uh, Ross, Russell is um, voting. He is voting. I am here for him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we want to welcome um, Franz Kafka then. Um, anything you want? What, what uh, Borat said about Kazakhstan, Mr. What did Kavkalash. Borat say about the glorious nation of Kazakhstan? He said it was glorious. So I guess uh, you're all you're all on the same page. He is correct. Wall we were. I'm sorry, was that Wall we were? Yeah. It was exclamation of joy at glory of Kazakhstan. I see, I see. I see. So Yeah, so it's it's election uh, day. So we're gonna try to talk about the elections. It's gonna be very exciting for you to listen to <laughs> us while we're in the dark about the future and you know what the future is. Exactly. But I'm not really sure why we thought that was a good idea for a show. But it'll be entertaining, I promise you. It'll be <laughs> at least as entertaining. As our fantasy baseball well, draft. Well, to sort of lead no. off, should we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we should probably talk a little bit, I think, about some of the rants about voting itself. And story, I thought I would ask you because I know that we talked a little bit yeah, about Circuit on air. That's true. Uh, story voted for the first time today in a long time and was frustrated by the process. And yeah. I, I wondered if you could explain that's what true. frustrated you exactly. Yes, and, and maybe our Kazakh election observer can uh, explain ways in which the democratic system could have been better. But uh, right. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, as as we talked about about two three shows ago I did vote fraudulently when I was 12 but this was my first official under my own name voting myself you uh, vote, you voted 12 
you in a election? Yes, yes, I did. I did. Yes. We talked about this. Like the answer is yes. Well, not with the We Kazakh. cannot vote. We cannot vote until 14 in Kazakh. This is uh, surprising. Yeah. yeah. No, I did actually for a long time, aside from fraudulently voting at that age, advocate that we should have uh, intelligence tests below age 18 to enable people, or not even intelligence tests, but uh, like political awareness tests that, you know, age 10, 10 and up, 10 through 17 should be able to take tests to qualify to earn the right to vote. And I was a big staunch advocate and used to talk to people about that a lot. That's neither here nor there. So I voted for the first time officially under my own name uh, today. Uh, and uh, the paper ballot system is really crappy. I mean, I always sort of knew I felt better about computers than uh, paper ballots intuitively, but it's really ridiculous. They have this system where you're supposed to fill in two ends of an arrow, and it's this really big arrow, so you're basically just like running your pen out of ink every time you want to vote for someone. It's a real commitment, I guess. They want you to really connect in your mind <laughs> that you're committed to voting for someone, because you are going to be able to vote three candidates down for anybody once Both you've now. filled it in enough. You know, and with all this stuff about scanning not working out and hanging chads, you know, you really want to blacken that whole area in there to make sure that there's no possible way that your vote doesn't count. I think it's just a really crappy system. Like, if I had had a computer Who to is be Chad? able... Who is Chad? He is your friend. Yes. <laughs> He's, uh, we've been hanging him for years, for actually. Yes, yes. The other day. Yes. So, um, you uh, know, we, we hang a... My cousin, who is a, oh, he's a related to Borat, he's a yeah. Tosho the rapist. He was hung the. <laughs> he was a Tosho rapist. Family gathering is his name, and uh, we he he was hung, also. That's, I think I that's think very he was sad. Hanged. I think you want to say he was hanged. <laughs> he no, is, he was hung. He too. is was hung. <laughs> okay. Oh yes, he well, had a very large cloche. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, so the paper ballot thumbs down. And there was also an initiative that I had been thinking about a long time and was on the fence and sort of committed about halfway through thinking about it <laughs> that I was going to vote no on it. And then as soon as I started filling it in, I was like, you know, I really should have just passed and not voted one way or the other on this. But there was no recourse. On a paper ballot with pen, you can't change anything. You can't go back. You don't have a computer screen that says... You were using an erasable pen, you could. You're just like... Yes, I, I suppose so. But they gotta go back me to sixth my grade. pen. I didn't yeah. get a choice of pens. I had to use an original, you know, ballot-approved pen. See, so. is this this hard? So no, Can't you just create no a chance. system where you just slot in? It's like an Excel spreadsheet. You slot people in, you say yes, no, and that's it. Why do we need to have butterfly ballots or mechanical functions? Just give freaking... It's not hard. Why you mean is like it so on hard? A computer? You mean like Excel, which is on a computer? Yeah, not, uh, not a computer a run computer. by Diebold. Well, okay. I mean, you might not like the company, but, you know, you need... Uh, a computer is just infinitely better. I guarantee you, even if Diebold is fixing 5 to 10% of all votes, there is more accuracy in a fixed computer system than there ever could have been <laughs> in any paper system that we've ever had. But I that means that Mac voters get to vote. I guarantee that, like, yeah. locked 5 to 10% well, inaccuracy is still better. That's a bold statement. I think part of it, Story and I were talking about this before we went on air, part of the problem is that is there a law that requires those above the age of 85 to be the ones who are working in the polls? And again, we have nothing against 85-year-olds. I'm sure some of them are still spry, but it really is a place for the old and infirm 
to to you know be able to help you out you know like in Kazakh we true. we grind up uh, eight year olds and then make them into a uh, a stew um, a goulash it yeah. is a little uh, crunchy. Well, uh, here they're the only enfranchised people in our society. Exactly. They're the only people who have enough free time on election day to be able to really take their time about voting, to go ask for another ballot if they screw up like That's I right. did, to hang around the polls and, you know, when it's really slow at the polls, which it is, you know, during the work day, because most people are working, they uh, can stuff the ballot with whoever they want, you know, their favorite candidates. And oh, uh, you think he's a conspiracy for the Back for the infirm, yes, mostly the old. Probably the relatively spry old, to be fair. Because the really infirm old are not going to leave, even though half the polling centers in America are in retirement homes. But, you know, they're not, most of the infirm old are probably not going to be out and about enough. It's mostly the spry, lively, but old. Or, or very wealthy. I mean, it's like everything else in America. It's set up for the old and the wealthy. That's who gets enfranchised. If you don't have to work, Election Day is great for you. It's not stressful. You don't have to run around. But, you know, for the rest of us, I think Election Day should be a holiday. And the was, old you know, and wealthy. We were saying before the show. It's true. It is. That's And those are the people who vote. And that's who politicians pander to when they're not taking money from the extremely wealthy special interests. And we wonder why we have a government that doesn't serve its people that only looks out for giving tax cuts to the old and the wealthy. I mean, come on. Come on. Is it really that hard to explain? Why would you have a government that serves a stew other than, you know, for state state dinners? Other than for state dinners. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, yeah, every day is uh, is stew over here. And I'm going to stew in these juices right now. So So your first experience was erratic a little bit, you would say. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it was fine. Like, I mean, I was just, uh, part of the problem is that I had heard a rumor, I guess Alameda County being a bastion of this conspiracy theory about, you know, I mean, I normally love the place that I live, but I really am not on board with this whole computers or the devil conspiracy thing. And so, you know, I guess Alameda County just insisted that nobody could ever vote on a computer because two years ago they had computers in the same area and I just assumed that I was going to vote on a computer and I was just really excited about a computer. It would be like voting the video game. And I was excited about that. And then I was really bummed out when I had to fill in all these stupid arrows. It was very frustrating. So, yeah, you know, it was disappointing. And, you know, I got to vote for a bunch of losers, which, you know, I expect going into voting. But, I mean, you know. Uh, we have some breaking fine. news, actually, electorally. Uh, Sheldon Whitehouse, yeah. the uh, Democrat from Rhode Island, has beaten out Lincoln Chafee, which means that the White House has beaten Lincoln, which I'm a little bit disturbed about because right. I don't think that's really how it went down originally. Um, I'm a little frustrated by that myself. It's but true. anyway, It was the theater that beat Lincoln. It was the theater, <laughs> not the White House. So they really ought to replay uh, that. John yeah. Wilkes Booth versus Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> exactly. It was or hosting a booth. It was actually at a Denny's. It took place at a Denny's. He was shot in the booth. <laughs> of course. Um, so, so I that's, thought I mean, he was a white. Oh, that's why uh, I wouldn't work at Denny's. No white. Is that your point? Yeah, gotcha. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, I missed something. Anyway, so... The black people, uh, they don't like at the Denny's. You uh, read the... I read more American so, news than you do. I think it's really that Denny's doesn't like the black people. This was the other thing we were going to talk about, because that projection, 2% of the precincts reporting, right? Or maybe 10? 
Ten. Has, has no one learned yet after three straight elections where they totally screwed up that exit polls are more bunk than the Nielsen ratings? I'm going to say, and for similar reasons. Yeah, it is as, pretty as funny, we isn't it? we talked about last show. But they are completely ridiculous. You only, again, you only get the super old and the super wealthy because those are the only people who would not only have time to spend half an hour really pondering their vote, but then when some asshole tries to flag them down as they're leaving the polling station, they're like, sure, I'll pontificate. And I won't just tell you who I voted for and not make stuff up to mess with your mind, but I will tell you in detail why and Story. what demographic I consider myself I, a part of. And I totally disagree on, with you, because if you look at the current numbers, with 1% of the 0% of the precincts reporting, Sheldon Whitehouse is leading Lincoln Chafee 495 votes to 467 out of ultimately hundreds of thousands. <laughs> exactly. So it's clear to me that the trend is going Sheldon Whitehouse. That's clear, I, clear to you me. You just apply it. It's like a poll beforehand. Yeah. Polls are just that. And yeah. I mean, we might as well. I'm looking for Lincoln Chafee to give a confession on this screen right now. Why, <laughs> why is he out there? Come He's on. like, looks like I'm things are going against us with no They're percent like, of the precincts reporting. Right. <laughs> I so I'm going to concede, and then when he comes back and wins 60-40, it'll be like, well, I guess I shouldn't have done that. But in fact, like Gore before me, I conceded, so yeah. screw it. Well, those so early projections have gone so fast. Have the, the early projections have gone so far in the way that they have? It's gone. It's gotten so out of a hand that you now have these media outlets who get irritated when states end up changing their mind about it. Like there was some voting problems in Pennsylvania, so they held open the ballots till nine o'clock. And I kid you not, Wolf Blitzer right. was like annoyed. He's like, and of course, since they've got their polls open oh, yeah. till nine, we're gonna, you know, definitely have to wait until another hour until we can finally report. It's like, dude, what? Yeah. What? These the? idiots decided to enfranchise a couple extra people rather you know, than just shoving people off and letting me. And, have and that my means special. that our microwave culture so, yeah. can't find out who one with zero percent of the precincts reporting yeah exactly and then it won't be even more exciting i mean i I, there's another theory i have on these exit polls i think it's also possible that uh they do this all deliberately and they try to make elections a little more like a basketball game you know where it seems clear to the wire nba basketball you know it's all rigged because no matter what there can be a 37 point lead at halftime it's going to come down to the final seven seconds and eight timeouts and four shots that all happen in that time period and you know that's that's really exciting i mean the nba ratings really kick the crud out of most political analysis, I think. So they're trying to make it a little more, I mean, 2000 was sort of the master plan. That was the biggest thing where, you know, they called the election and then called the entire presidential election back and, you know, had them watch it on replay video and then somebody protested and they threw another flag. I mean, it was very exciting. This is stuff that is a good direction for uh, for ratings and for them to be able to take it. So why not send some fuddy-duddy exit polling numbers out? out there that have nothing to do with accuracy, get all of the, you know, fair-weather friends to go to bed early, and then they have to hear it from their friends for the next four years. Oh, my God! The comeback was so great! The Republicans <laughs> were down by 20 with one state to go, but then they called it all back, and they opened up a recount, and it was amazing, and they busted it up, and now they tied the Senate, baby, and it's going into overtime with Dick Cheney. It's a, like, that's <laughs> Dick great. Cheney for that's three. Good, good for our political process and then and you know it's funny because like some of the races like because they're focusing on these things beyond these exciting races like the down of the wire stuff like you were saying some of them just like pass on the radar screen like they actually put on cnn they're like oh and by the way ted kennedy won and someone's like did it was he even running Mm -hmm. oh okay i didn't even know like can you imagine like and you're gonna run for senate yeah Yeah, against ted kennedy 
Oh, <laughs> like, I mean, seriously. Just once, I would love to see that come up, though, as, like, one of the exit pollings to really prove how bad exit polls have gotten. I'd just be like, and we project Ted Kennedy actually dropped out of the race. That's, we talked <laughs> to like, seven what? people, they all voted for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And people are like, Mur? But they'd probably just mow over it. They'd be like, well, exit polls have, after mispredicting everything, are God. So, sure, yeah. Ted Kennedy, get yeah, out exactly. there. Concede. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty funny. It's just like it's like that, and you don't even notice it. Like it's like Clea was saying, my wife was saying, well, you know, maybe we should just have, uh, you know, they, they should at least try. And I was like, well, it's not that they don't try. It's like some 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 like at one point they were projecting like when they were desperate for news. They're like, and we can project that so and so is going to win the Indiana race. And it turns out that the guy running had like no Republican opponent. So I was just like, oh, well, that, um, yes, <laughs> but they was, we project that he's going to win, yeah. and he will not be, you know, drop dead from a heart attack five seconds from now. Right. And uh, Most people did not tear up Luger. their ballot. He will still live. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the write-in Mickey Mouse. Yeah, exactly. to defeat. So, <laughs> so I mean, are they okay. down to the wire? They have to go. Okay. I'm leaving. I'm going back to a consulate because Russell has come back, so... I wish you a good okay. goodbye day. It was good. Go USN day. day. It was fun. Go USN day. Goodbye. Ah, that was Not interesting. Right. Oh, no, there, there you are. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I didn't know you had a house guest. That's uh, yeah, a little he's weird. Standing. Wait, there was this really smelly guy who just uh, ran down my hall. I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> oh. But, uh, um, I see. Yeah. I think he may have taken my watch. <laughs> So um, how did how was your voting experience, Russ? Were there any problems? Oh, I didn't vote. You didn't vote? No, I was working today. I'm busy. What do you mean you were I working? Had to give working stiffs like me a day off. I was working. I gotta make money, man. You could freaking just take What's five minutes. to change my life. All you have to do is walk in what's and. What's voting gonna do to change my life, Craig? Nah, you right. tell me. In I the know. state of California, what's gonna happen that I would not vote for that? other Californians are gonna vote for? Without you in that race, everything could change. You know why? Because it says you know, the I invisible. Voted for Schwarzenegger, if I went to the polls today, would you have wanted that? <laughs> I don't think I would have cared. I don't think I would have voted for him. I don't think I would have cared. Good for me you professionally. Would. Your comedy career in Eliza, <laughs> exactly. I was going to say the same. Uh, Why well, you get a lot of out of a job? I'm Why don't you just vote the minimum wage down to zero too? That's I mean, funny. Come on, that's, that's crazy. Self-interest, man. That's Why wouldn't I vote? Yeah. My favorite, uh, favorite, my That's favorite headline fantastic. so far: Invisible Bush closely watching mm-hmm. election. He's turned invisible. Invisible Bush. That's true. They don't it's have the technology in Texas. His name, Invisible Bush. Yep. Yeah. Is there any like super proposition going on out in California or anything that we need to know about that's on the voting style? Oh, there like, are lots of crazy propositions. Some, most of them, pretty good. A lot of them are are, are very good. A lot of them are. And if any of them are decided by, by two votes or less, I will feel guilty. Yeah, exactly. I was All just right. gonna say. I mean, that's the thing. With this one vote making a difference thing is that we've learned from 2000 in Florida that the only time that you're guaranteed that your vote will not count is when the vote the election is really close. If the election is super close, then all kinds of people will definitely be shown to have their vote not count. So when it matters most, it will not matter at all. Exactly. So at that point, I'm sorry, nothing of what you just said for the last 10 seconds has made any sense. Okay, in Florida, Florida was the one time, like in the history of presidential elections, when each individual vote really mattered, when it really came down to one by one vote. And in that time, they decided not to recount any of the votes, or they sort of did a half-assed recount some places, and they're like, eh, it doesn't really matter, we get the point across with a few of the votes. So the most evident time ever that votes did not count 
because they literally were not counted, was in Florida. And that was when it was most important, when one vote actually could have swayed the difference one way or the other. Yeah, because it was like, that Jesus, close. we better wipe out these three right. counties because there are way too many black people who could swing the election. <laughs> Exactly. Towards so the only yeah. time in history of presidential elections in America when one vote actually could have counted one way or the other, very few, it was the least votes actually counted overall. So I see. you yeah. can rest they assured in American democracy that if your one vote has a chance of counting, that will be the one time when it will count least. So it's very hard to feel good about voting <laughs> if you say or so. feel compelled to vote in that situation. I just feel compelled yeah, by the fact I that you have no right to say anything if you don't. That's my view. I mean, other than your situation story, which sure was do. different. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, part of my situation... Right complain? Because you didn't... How can I complain about, like, middle America ruining the country? I can't affect what they do. Oh, well, that's different. I mean, if you had an opportunity to vote for middle America and you didn't, you wouldn't be able to do that. But if you ever want to complain yeah, about Schwarzenegger is, look, as governor, If I lived in different. Ohio or <laughs> Pennsylvania or, you know... Michigan, then I would probably vote because it would, you know, make that much more of a difference. In California and I mean, New York, I really very much trust the rest of the voters here to do what I want them to do. So that's fine. I'll, but to be fair, Greg, I will say that there's, a, I think, almost an equally good argument that you have no right to complain if you do vote. Because by voting, you are entering into a contract where you concede to the will of the majority. And if the majority disagrees with you, then it's not really your place to say, I disagree, because I'm submitting to the process. What? So of course you can disagree with the will of the majority. Party. My point is, if you go around saying that the system is stupid and no one will ever do anything about it, and then you, then you don't, then you don't have the opportunity to do anything do about it, then about that doesn't that make sense. You know, voting. Sure, you Voting's could firebomb eBay. You can do to try to affect change. Sure, you could vote for. What um, somebody did last week. Right, that's what I mean. So that person was trying to affect change by yeah. destroying eBay for no particular reason. You could have. I, I did actually, a good job. They've delayed the CNN projections tonight. <laughs> no, They're exactly. working. I love it when they did the... Uh, I'm very interested in some of the quirks of the voting system, like to vote for the Republican candidate in Mark Foley's old district, they actually have to vote for Mark Foley, which is actually a vote for like Negron, who's the actual guy who's running down there. And I love little things like that. So I just think that there should be a guy who names himself Effect Change. And then he should only run in elections where people are like disenfranchised, or rename his change his name to change his name to status quo. Is Negron? Negron, yeah, N E G R O N. Yep. Did you say Negron? Yeah, Negron. Sounds like some anti-pedophilia cyborg that they put in place there to make sure that that would never happen. <laughs> Negron, 2000. I am Negron. <laughs> Step away from the child. I am not Mark Foley. Step away from the page. I will smite you. Negron demands justice. <laughs> Negron. I think that's. I don't think for. that was quite the way it went down. That's what happened when John Negroponte went to the army and he almost got killed, but they resurrected him with. He became Joe Negron. Things. Oh, that's good. Previous reference <laughs> to RoboCop. I like that. That's good. Negron the debate. <laughs> Iraq War validation. <laughs> Oh, my God, that is pretty funny. Good um, Lord. Well, in Nevada, to be fair, they do have none of the above as an option mandated by state law that none of the above must appear on every election with individuals. Dude, if I what wanted to be someone who was voting in and a good year... I run like 5% a lot of the time. Yeah. It's awesome. I changed like my name none to of none of the above. What happens beats candidates? John, none of the what above. What happens if it wins? Oh, if none of the above... if none of, I think if none of the above wins, you have to... Hold special election for that seat where none of the people who are running are eligible that's awesome isn't it isn't it phenomenal yeah that's sweet it's like we reject these choices yeah and the i think that should be mandated everywhere that should be everywhere the result of that none of the above victory though would of course be the california recall election of arnold schwarzenegger versus ariana huffington versus the porn well, yeah. star 
versus me. Sure. Like, that's what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it didn't lead to great results there, but I think conceptually it's still, I mean, that was one of my favorite moments in American democracy in my lifetime was that recall election, just because it actually showed some sort of legitimate life and vibrance to democracy instead of just the same old Democrat or Republican, Tweedledum or Tweedledee. Special interest or same special interest. Did you guys happen so, to see the Daily you know, Show last night with that cartoon that they ran on midterm elections? It was genius. No, I did not. No, I missed it. It was basically a spoof of the, um, you know, those educational cartoons like I'm a Bill, this is how it works. I you know, am a Bill, living up on Capitol Hill. Yeah, yeah good You stuff. mean Schoolhouse Rock? Schoolhouse Rock, man. Schoolhouse Rock. Is that what we're talking there about? There you go. <laughs> okay. Very good. It was a spoof on Schoolhouse Rock about how futile uh, midterm elections are. And he's like, oh, I'm an incumbent, which means I have name recognition on my side. Soft money, hard money, pork, mafia ties. There's no chance anyone can unseat me. <laughs> this is all meaningless. Well, well. It's great. They're all explaining to this little kid who is all excited about elections. They're like, it doesn't do anything. That's phenomenal. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, Yay. I really enjoyed it. I don't know. I mean, as you guys know, I don't get nearly as cynical about it as you guys do about it. I actually think voting is still um, still a pretty important thing. But um, but that's just me. That's just my that's just my take on it. And uh, I must admit that some of the situations out there of impropriety in some places are worrisome. Um, I did find it interesting, by the way, that Ohio, the Republicans are getting their asses kicked up and down that state. And a lot of it, people say, is related to the last time there were some problems, as we all know, in Ohio. And apparently, this is a uh, people's chance to get back. There was this guy who they had on NPR today who said yeah i voted democratic my sister was in iraq i voted against george bush he's like i know he wasn't on the ballot but i hate him he's like since i can't do anything more serious to him best i can do is vote against his party i was like wow <laughs> and they came back to like well a strong democratic voice i'm like yeah you think that's <laughs> strong that was a powerful statement i'm sorry i have to interrupt with another piece of evidence about how ridiculous exit polling is okay i'm looking at my old home state of new mexico because i'm just vaguely curious I mean, all of the elections there are landslides this uh, this evening, but right. <laughs> I was looking at this. The exit poll says one of the questions, okay, the, the uh, governor, Bill Richardson, who wants to run for president in 08, uh, he hasn't announced, but he's definitely going to try, and he's definitely not going to do very well, I think. Anyway, one of the exit poll questions for all the voters in New Mexico, apparently, that CNN asked was, would Richardson make a good president? And 7% of the people who voted for his opponent said yes. <laughs> what? Well, they don't want him in New Mexico. They want what? him in the White House, story. They're like, get him out of the way. They don't like No, story, story. There's a clear answer to this. Most of the time, people don't like choose-your-own-adventure books because they only give you a couple choices. They like things where you have lots of choices. So it's like, I don't want Bill Richardson for this. I'd like him to be in the White House. If you had a third question, would you like Bill Richardson to come to your house and play football with you in the backyard? That might have won, you know, 70%. Right. You know, they're like, there's just not enough questions. Exactly. So that's the problem. Would you like him anywhere but here? Would he make a good ice cream maker? Exactly. Would he make a good softball coach? Would he be? <laughs> Would he make a good graveyard? Would he be like, good at glass blowing? This? And they're just like, yes, he'd be good at anything, just not governor again. I voted again. I mean, well, this is like the reliability of the exit polling. It feels like he's wasting his talents. They're like, I couldn't in good conscience vote for you to be governor. Everybody knows it's a crap him. job. It's a waste he of his talents. He should do nothing but campaign that for man two will years. Go far. <laughs> Good the Lord. dead end job. 
Who wants to give him that it's job? Crazy. Have mercy on the man. I really think that most Americans, whenever they're just asked questions in surveys, I mean, maybe they take voting more seriously, or maybe they do the same thing in voting, or just like, yeah, whatever. I, I they're just like goldfish. They just their memory resets every five seconds. What was the last Dude. question? Blue, purple. Yes. I mean, like, I got called on a poll on this like Beverly Hills specific issue, which is all about. It's always zoning. Every Beverly Hills issue is like, who can we invite? What businesses in commerce can we invite into Beverly Hills, and what's going to be the ruck? over that. So it was some, you know, hotel chain that wants to set up shop in Beverly Hills and everyone's like, oh, the traffic. And they're like, no, the business. And they're like, oh, <laughs> rush hour. And they're like, no, people. <laughs> so they, versus people versus they rush call hour. Up, yeah, like, oh, oh. <laughs> they, so they called me up because I'm technically a Beverly Hills resident. So I get to weigh in just as much as like Sylvester <laughs> Stallone does. And you said, issue, I don't vote. I'm really sorry. Great. I don't feel safe answering this question. It was a telephone poll. So I was just like, okay, sure. So he called me up. And he's like, do you feel on a scale of one to five, do you feel that it would... Uh, Sounds a little bit like the Borat guy we had the before. following statement. Vaguely. And then the, the, he just kept reading off statements. And like, it was so painfully slow and annoying that I literally... Literally would give him random numbers and random responses. Each question. Like, Makes leaves green. I'm like three. Makes my time useful. Four. Is happy building. Three. Is my friend. Five. Yes. Three, no, five, six. Four. Six. Three, four, five. 45 five. minutes. I was sitting there watching TV, like playing Battlefield 1942 on my computer, being like, four, three, four, twenty-one. What kind of a server was You can totally tell, like, which questions are engineered by which interest to see, you know, whether they... Oh, yeah, Like, a lot of them are just sort of weighed to see, if I ask the same question in five different ways, can I get a better response? So, whenever I picked up that that was going on... I would give them like completely random answers, like the same question in different f- in different forms. I'd give like a five, a zero, and a five. And just be like, <laughs> Do you like Republicans? <laughs> yes. Do you like George Bush? No. Do you like Ronald yes. Reagan? No. Yeah, exactly. That's Which pretty I great. predict you are a Saudi businessman. That's how I respond to poll. I absolutely want to participate, but only to skew their numbers as much as possible. There you go. <laughs> to give them indecipherable data. That's Your great. name is Joe Outlier. That's the minefield in the middle of the system, Russ Cooperman. <laughs> hey, one of the reports. I think a lot of people are, are less advertently like this. I think they just sort of are incapable of not resetting their mind like right, that. Right. And they're just like, wow, that really does sound totally different. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, one other report Blue. I wanted to mention story that I, I'm surprised I haven't heard from you about this. Hike. Do you realize that the uh, Bernie yeah. Sanders, Omaha, Bernie Omaha. Sanders, who is the only is socialist, self-described socialist in the Senate is, or in the uh, oh, in yeah, America, is going. He's going to win. He's great. He's the, oh my he's going god, to the he Senate. That 60-year-old awesome. kid. He already was he interviewed. Yeah. From the House, where he is more significant to his state, because there's one House seat, to the Senate, where he's more significant for the nation. Right. But there are two yep. there you go. state Senate seats. He was in I really love that guy. I'm glad, and he gave I'm glad the best speech ever. He basically and was like, now, yeah, well, crazy priorities, because they want tax cuts for rich people, and we think that the government should serve everybody, and not just rich old people. We're like, yes! Party Sanders knows. <laughs> it was great. That's right. And Jim Jeffords va- is leaving that seat, which is pretty cool. So Jeffords is like the man who single-handedly saved seat. America for yeah. a couple of years is now leaving yeah. to replace him with. Although now, socialist. if the twenty percent precincts reporting, if their projection off of that holds true, he will be joined in the incumbent caucus 
by Joe Lieberman. <laughs> so there yep, will be which two. is a very Joe interesting. Is who, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Too independent. What? Lieberman's very, yeah, very uh, independent. Uh, uh, very clearly independent. Maybe in the year 3000. <laughs> <Can> you, three <laughs> independent. Can you imagine? Uh, They're like uh, sitting uh, in a room, uh, and Lieberman's looking at Sanders, and Lieberman's like, what do you think? And Sanders is like, not what you do. They have like a weekly meeting schedule, the incumbent caucus, and he's like, like yes, no. Yes, no. Yep. Yes, no. Still a fascist? <laughs> yep. Okay. All right, we're good. Bye. See you next week, Exactly. Bernie. Have a good one, Joe. What's the independent caucus? Coffee? No, caucus I gotta go back. Caucus yeah, splits one to one. Caucus splits again one to one. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. It's true. Some, uh, you know somebody's what? just taking minutes and dashing one dash one. one exactly. Dash one. Even next. Day, yeah. Even though I selectively kept myself out of the process this time, I definitely have some venting to do about what's been going on the last couple weeks. One thing that happened the other night was that apparently there were these Republican pollsters, or not pollsters, but just campaigners, who were using robo-dialers to call up people yeah, I heard about that. repeatedly who were on the do-not-call list and say that they were basically from a Democratic candidate just to piss off the people enough to stop them from voting. Yeah. Wow. Those people should be castrated. They sent a bunch of people out from the Justice Department as election observers, and it was just cracking me up because they were like, well, there were these possible um, you know, inaccuracies here and here, and there was some of it was related to phone calling. That's it reminded me. And it was like, and there are possible inaccuracies here. And they're like, the Justice Department uh, people are on their way. I'm like, how does this work? Like, is this like C- like a very boring version of CSI? Like, they're going to show up there and just be like, all right, anyone who's been inconsistent with voting, we want to see you right now. Look, none of you are going to get to go to recess unless you tell me which one of you did something not so good with the voting process. Anybody? Anybody? Like, what are the Justice Department observers going to do exactly? How are they going to handle things? They should set people on fire. This is one of the few... Maybe not few. Maybe I believe in vigilante justice a little more than I let on. But I think this is one of the few times where, you know, like the war on terror rule should actually apply, where you can just have people with ultimate authority, no bureaucracy, no courts, nothing to stop them. If you find somebody who has just set up a robo-dialer to deceive people, you can just shoot them in the face. And there's, that's just fine. That's fine. You can do that. You just walk up to them, look at them doing that, shoot them in the face, move on. Yeah. Seriously, we need, that's where we need the getting rid of the bureaucracy to prosecute, not the war on terror. It's for Americans and a corporate business cheaters, them too. Yeah. No, it's the ridiculous. FCC people, like my friend Ben. You remember Ben Schifrin? I don't know if you guys ever knew him. Sounds familiar. He was a friend of mine from Brandeis. He was very quiet because he was always in his room studying. He was like Superman. He slept like four hours a night. All he did was study. He went to like Harvard Law School, and now he's, he works for the SEC. That's, that's Superman? He should have that power. I didn't know that. that was. He should be able Shoot to walk people up. in the face. Yes, he should be. I mean, he wouldn't. He's a very, very, like, meek, very nice, naive, kind of trusting guy, which is weird Until that he works for the SEC. Until he changes his clothes. And then he becomes <laughs> Superman. Yes, but I want yeah. him to be vigilante justice against corporate corruption Superman and be able to literally shoot billionaires in the face at, at a whim with no repercussions. Yeah. Please what let him do that. What if he just shoots lasers out of his eyes? Is that, is you that see, Greg, story, if there was Bob, a candidate Joe, who believed in that, Greg, okay, that Frank. Would, that would get me out to the polls. If there were a candidate who believed in that, I would vote for him. But I do not see that on yeah, the ballot anywhere. That's probably promising. So no, I have probably no, not. There are probably some no libertarians <laughs> who would believe in that, who are like, government corruption and coercion is the worst thing ever, which is why we believe in ultimate government power by violence. <laughs> Just don't tax yeah, anybody. Yeah. Just strong security, no taxes. Because that's small government. That's no government. Yeah. Really, trust no, us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Peace. That's true. I need my quasi-libertarians, the people who don't believe in all of it, just there enough to be crazy enough to shoot corporate criminals in the face. Oh, but only Clearly, them, right? Clearly, it's time to found the emu party. That's right. Well, then, e and the is people not that I was talking about. 
It's not a letter that's taken in the mainstream parties out there or even the obscure parties. That's true. You could have your own letter designation on the CNN page that I'm looking at. We could have a writing and, candidate. Uh, you could just create your own things. Yeah, Dude, we could emu. get an emu on the ballot. The emu could run what would it everything. say if an emu got like thousands of votes? Um, Wouldn't that suggest? It would probably say meth. Yeah. Don't. It would say meth. <laughs> Knowing us, we'd put it on the ballot, and Most right underneath likely. the vote would be like, please vote for www.mepreport.com. Jones. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> That's exactly the way to do it. I want to give some big ups to my old district of Connecticut, which has gotten rid of Nancy Johnson, the moron, who I still remember when I went on my eighth grade Washington, D.C. trip. Is that a CPT? And we met our representative. Is that official? Or is that yeah, they projected it. Yeah, no, here? no. They, Chris Murphy is dead. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, no, you're right. Counted. CPT. No, you're right. You're Four right, Russ. Counted. Yes, definitely that is. Yes, she's a moron. Um, okay. And I know this because in eighth grade, we went to Washington, D.C., as every eighth grade high schooler in America seems to do. And uh, we went to we went to Washington, D.C., and while we were there, we got to meet our representatives. And Nancy Johnson came in and ended up spending 45 minutes to an hour talking our ears off and causing us to miss a chance to go see the Aeronautical Museum. So I've always strongly disliked Nancy Johnson. And finally, I get my vengeance now <laughs> this many story. years later. Very good so reason, don't let the door hit you in your considerably large ass on the way out, Nancy Johnson. <laughs> don't let the door hit you in the ass. Goodbye. Nobody cares about you. Because Goodbye. You're long wow. That's right. That's what I got to say about that. Good lord. And also, Keep I like Chris Murphy. So good for Connecticut. Good job, guys. So was there one particular initiative story? Wow. There, you said you voted for a bunch of losers. So is there one that you really wanted to win, like even though well, it's not likely? But I voted for a lot of individual losers. I hope to be on the winning side of some of the initiatives. There were three great initiatives. Uh, one to hike tobacco taxes by like about a million dollars a pack. Nice. Russell will be to, right behind uh, you with that, I'll bet. Health programs. Russell will be right behind you with that. Um, so that was awesome. One was to uh, tax extraction, gasoline extraction, and petroleum extraction from the ground I thought you were going to say tooth extraction. every state in the union does. So i got to pull you with this tooth and then yes. charge and you $500. Also, also Novocaine. Right. Yes, petroleum and Novocaine extractions, is, <laughs> which almost every state in the union does, except for California for some reason, and uh, use all of the revenue towards creating sustainable energy cool. and uh, very excited about that and then one of them was was that 87 uh, no that was 89 I, I love think. it you guys 89. have 89 or goddamn propositions no, on your ballot this is ridiculous no wonder it takes no, you 20 no, minutes no, no. to vote we just cycle through numbers. We'd had about 10. We had like 83, through, 83 through 90. We had 83 through 90. Great. So, yeah, no, that was 87, I guess. And then there was a clean elections one where you have government-funded elections, and if you opt into the system, but if you opt out, like, you get all of these penalties, and, you know, every ad you have to have a bucket over your head if you are filmed in an ad. To uh, not really, with a bucket. But, you know, it's like lots of penalties if you don't participate in the in the li spending limits and matching funds and stuff like that. So, so those I was really yeah. excited about, and then there were a bunch of middling propositions that I was kind of like, mm. I don't the, know. The uh, oil company Sitco spent a hundred bazillion dollars opposing this uh, Proposition 87. It, the commercials were just on nonstop, and they were hilarious yeah. commercials All too. All the oil companies. There, yeah. There aren't any really good reasons to not vote for this thing. So the, literally, the commercials would say things like, "This bill has over sixteen thousand words." And that's supposed to make you like, oh my I god, wow. how could anything like, have that many are, words? That's a horrible idea. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> 
It's true. It's what? like opposing a novel. It's like the sun yeah. also rises has eighty-five thousand words. <laughs> exactly. How can we support all those words? Uh, it's true. You will have no. to read all of them Hemingway by next day. You know what the best would be? be yeah, exactly. Oh God! It's like fifth grade. I hated that. I'm gonna look no, for this right I'm, now. Oh, no. I'm gonna look for this Word, right now. I want to see totally the Bible true. word counts. It really. I really want to see that. I, we can't possibly yeah. believe this. I want to hear the Bible word count. That was the yeah. lead line on their entire no, that really was. Dollar I saw this ad. It's totally and true. Then, then they vaguely threatened to raise gas prices. The oil company takes out an ad, and they're like, "If this proposition passes, it will force a rise in oil prices because they have no control over it." Like it's totally ridiculous. <laughs> like because we'll pass the cost on to the consumer. Thank you for playing. Yeah. Yeah, totally ridiculous. And then they'd be like, this message brought to you by a coalition of Sitco Corporation, Evil Oil, and Jim. And Jim? That's the coalition. Yeah. Actually, Chevron, It's really bad. Sitco is the cool Venezuelan oil company. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't think Sitco was opposing it. No, it was Chevron. Chevron was the major sponsor. Yeah, Chevron and Exxon with their $10 billion profit. Every second. It was so yeah. funny. And then everyone would see the Bill Clinton commercial, which was 487, which was like, we need to do this to make California the leader in alternative energy. And everyone watches it and is like, yeah, you can't fake that. That's Bill Clinton. And then the other commercials are like, words, too many words, words, and <laughs> Chevron <laughs> Lots of words. So. That doesn't sound they, very good anymore. That's funny. They almost <laughs> rolled out, though, their backup last-ditch campaign where they were going to be 48,000 syllables. There are 48,000, oh 126,000 letters. Oh, my goodness. So I many letters. With if California you tried to read the entirety of Proposition 87 and died, <laughs> who else will this happen are to? Are you going to make another one die? How are many you? Well, no on 87. <laughs> Because it's, it's too long. Yeah, so I'm really hoping for that. Hoping for those to pull through. And then the proposition that I actually I actually balked on, and I, uh, I, I wanted the ability to take back my no vote and just not vote on it at all was the uh, parental notification for, for abortion one. Ah. So, I would have agreed uh, with you. Yeah, yes, very controversial. Which, Yep, very controversial. I think it will come but down, I, to, the, down to the I agree with your vote, though, Story. Your vote was... Even the one that you were concerned Your vote was no. Making. Your no vote. Yeah. yeah, good for you. That's but what I was saying. I ended too. up making a no vote. I, I immediately regretted it and wanted to. Uh, what I really wanted to do was counterpropose, pull back the, the thing and counterpropose for paternal notification because that's something I believe very strongly in. But, uh, but that's not an option. So Did you say paternal as opposed to parental? Right, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, paternal, the, the paternal, uh, paternal of the fetus, not of the, not of the person, not of the kid. I thought it was Joe Paterno. <laughs> like you have to notify Joe Paterno, the <laughs> yeah. coach of Penn State. No, <laughs> there's going to be a yeah. Hey, Joe Pa. You don't have to tell <laughs> like that. You don't have to tell Joe both Paterno. your parents. Just the dad. Uh, He's like got a week full no. of work, and then eight more mailbags arrive in the Penn State office. She's like, God damn yeah. it! I got a defense to prep. I can't know about all these freaking abortions. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Yes, oh, and Paul. then they will be renamed yes, the, no. from the Nittany Lions to the Natal Lions. Ah, that's very Nittany good, Lions. that's yes, very I'm good. okay. No, I don't want this abortion. <laughs> well, this one sounds okay because she's of age. Jesus, I got a freaking... <laughs> oh, this one it. could be a football star. Uh, we can't approve that abortion. Rutgers In 18 years, this is my shit. front line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. I'm a 100% 
117 years old. Whose idea was it to make this proposition? It was a long story. They They've got me on life support. Only to make this California have binding. valid laws. I don't even live in California. Proposition 89. Bring back Joe Pa yeah. to California. That's, yeah. yeah. Joe Pa. No, the ultimate notification for all the abortion. You know why that would work? Because all of a sudden, all the abortion debate would just sort of come to a halt and everyone would just sort of stare at each other. They'd be like, what? Joe Paterno? I was like, this man will stop the abortion debate because no one knows why the hell he's got control. That's totally what it is, yeah. So. When you're thinking about an abortion, you need a good running game. The first step <laughs> is you got to have a really solid rushing attack. So sometimes you got to run away from parents. Sometimes you got to run away from doctors. Sometimes you got to run away from clinic. You had no responsibility in getting pregnant. You got to pass the blame on to other people, preferably rapists. <laughs> they were very good to pass it on to. They're your receivers. Good lord. All right. And I don't know where I'm going. Now you need this. a defender. Get an attorney. Go get an attorney just in case things go really bad. And then say you're right. Yes, exactly. And then you'll be off. All right. We got, we got six attorneys I'll in the backfield. I'll see you next week at Pennsylvania. We're going to put them in a dime formation. All right. Great. Now, you're going to notify Jenny on three on three. Ready? <laughs> notify Jenny. Yeah, but I agree with you on the vote. I, I mean, it makes sense to do that. I went too far. No, I agree with you. I think that, and I think especially on the, I mean, largely just because I, I think the, I think you're right. It makes sense to have paternal notification, not Joe Paterno, but paternal notification. I just don't think the parents, sorry, I just don't buy into that idea. I'm sorry. For those of us who are a little bit slow, can you please clarify the difference between parental and paternal notification? Parental notification, meaning the parents of the person who would be engaging in the abortion, that person has to notify their parents and have a 48-hour waiting period right. while they react. Okay. I'm not saying oh. don't notify mom. Just notify dad. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. What I'm saying. <laughs> Which would be very strange. It's like stories. It's like stories. One outlier position. Yeah. All the mothers are abusive. They're like, not <laughs> my daughter. No abortion for you. Exactly. But the father's like, I'll let her have an abortion. <laughs> right. It's like stories. Exactly. One outlier <laughs> position. What about our stereotypes here? No, no, sixteen or seventeen-year-old gets along with her mother. There's always that's when the conflict and the rebellion happens. But she's still daddy's little girl. Right. Right. So it's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. This is not what this I'm saying. This would be great. Not what I'm Story, saying. You I should just claim nothing. that it's what I'm you said saying, because that would be so great I'm just to be like, Story's positions left, 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 left. Give it to the father. Yeah. No, I'm saying that Correction the person who contributed in. half of the potential life should have should have some say or should at least know. At the very least, no. I mean, this is just notification. Theoretically, the parents can't override this under this proposition. They would just know about it. So, again, I think that, you know, ultimately I think it should be a 50-50 decision, which is hard to navigate. I was going to say, yes. But they should at least know. All right. Yes, we do have a projection. They at least be aware. We, we have 850,000 votes for parental notification. We have one vote for paternal notification. I think we have six votes for notifying the coach of Penn State about all abortions. <laughs> that <laughs> is still true. pending. Uh, and we're willing at this point to call it for Joe Paterno. We're calling it for Penn State. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a shocking development. With but our exit can be wrong. Exactly. Yay. All of these people who we polled, they said Joe Paterno would make, Bill Richardson would make a better president, but Joe Paterno should be arbiter of abortion. And that's it. The arbiter of abortion. That is a great Tune title. In. Yeah, it's true. That's his official, official standing. It's an involuntary title, and uh, and everyone has to, to live Dear with it coach. for a long time. 
I <laughs> exactly. recently am thinking of having an abortion. That's disturbing. Uh, but funny. Kimmy, Phenomenal. I thank you for writing me. This is an important issue. I suggest that we notify thank you for, Thank you for letting me know. I appreciate also, it. Also, I heard your brother is 6'4 and 2.30, and I was wondering if he's declared yet for next season. Uh, if not, please disregard my Coach decision Patrono. on this. Love, Coach Joe. But yeah. Go Lions. They're going to be real natal this year. They're going to be real natal. The natal, yeah. nitney right. natal Lions. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nitney natal. Natal. Pre-natal Lions. That's right. I'm going to field an all-I allowed them not to be aborted team next year for the first time. I've been in this seat for 18 years. I've been prepping this. These were 18 oh, abortions finally. that I didn't approve. And we're finally, finally going to get my own recruiting all. zone. None of the exactly. other coaches can recruit from this pool of the unaborted They don't have the legal mandate. They required. got a tremendous desire to play. These guys really want to live. They really, really push it on the football field. And they owe me. Big time. And they owe, and they owe me. Saying? Bigger time really than on the anyone could ever Joe. imagine. <laughs> Because if it wasn't for me, they wouldn't be here. And I don't mean on this field. I don't mean at the I university. Mean in life. You know what I'm saying? Stop calling me daddy. It's coach. <laughs> coach Paterno. Not your daddy. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. That's funny. Uh, yeah. That's good times. All right. That's good times. You're not going to get election coverage like this anywhere else. Turn off CNN, people. Turn on the map report. And they're like, it's why would we have you. CNN on? It's been 12 days since the election. I know. It's true. Turns. But there's still going to be recounts. That's why. I know, that's right. They're still going to be going through. The recounts oh, for the busted, the elections that have been called two hours ago are still being ca- counted. Even if you're listening to this four shows late, people, they're still being counted. We know what's going on. We have the technology. We can screw up this I election. think mostly what it is is that these people like playing with little number lines. I was looking at all these things. They like to be able to move the things. So it's like it's like there was that thing on Price is Right where you had the little mountain climber versus this other guy, and they were racing each other as they were trying to figure out who was going to, you know, that the, there were these two people against each other to win the showcase showdown. I think it's the same thing here. You've got the red, the blue lines, and they're sort of battling to see who wins. I think it's like visually pleasing to these pundits. I think that's why we get all these excitements about and so elections. one of the pundits correctly guesses who's going to win within like one or two candidates does he win both sides of the aisle exactly like well that? you've overbid on the number of votes i'm sorry you're going to have to choose again he gets to be speaker of the house automatically story did you hear by the way that bob barker is retiring your your old friend bob barker from prices right is retiring after 50 years I did hear this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. After passing like you know, a hundred years in showbiz and two hundred on the same team or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So he's moving on. Yeah, he was totally one of those twenty or what is it, twenty ten? Exactly. Or he could reject any trade. No trade clause. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly what I was That's going it. for. Thank Bingo. you. You were the only person <laughs> listening who got that reference, but I'm so glad you it's did. It's a good thing I'm here. All right. Because we haven't. Yeah, we've had no time for free agency baseball because it's our election special. So. We'll have to, although yeah. we could, you know, I think we're ready to call all of the free agents now because we have about as much data as they have on the elections right now. <laughs> oh, we have I'm still also, a week to go I'm before also anyone can sign. inform you story, although I'm sure you've read about this, that the Mariners have uh, with, withdrawn. They're not bidding for Daisuke Matsu. I am honestly, all, all kidding aside, crushed well, about that. I don't really Bill know Bavese why thought it was that, a good idea, and he liked Bill Probably Bavese. so they can sign, yeah, exactly. <laughs> probably so they can sign Gary Matthews and some player in Colorado for their flash in the pan years and have them suck the rest of their careers in Seattle. That's yeah, probably sounds like why. a plan. 
Probably. Yeah. The Yankees are expected to severely overpay for Matsuzaka because there's really nobody else that's any good that's a free agent this year, which is why they're also going to give Mike Mussina more money, which is insane, but they're going to do it. And I'm sure you're happy about so. the Gary Sheffield option, too. I'm sure that just made your day, PT. But it wasn't just the option. It was the uh, the whole season, Sheffield's like, they better pick up my option. And then they pick up the option. He's like, they didn't just pick that option up, did they? That's messed up. How could they do that? I'm not playing first base. Screw this. I'm going to be a big troublemaker now. <laughs> like, Seriously? Uh, I haven't been following oh. him. That's hilarious. Oh, no. He's like, because he doesn't want to be traded to some other team. So he's basically saying, if you try to trade for me, I will be the biggest troublemaker you've ever seen in your life on your team. So don't even think about trying to trade for me for the Yankees. And yep. uh, basically, yeah, they were, gotcha. they were hoping to pick up his option to deal him, but uh, now it's all a big mess, so we'll see what happens. Which is not surprising. Sounds exciting. Cool. Yeah. Just got this in uh, with, with 2% reporting. Gary Sheffield is the next governor of New yeah. York, all ladies right. and gentlemen. Gary Sheffield. Da, da, and this da, is all the Yankee da, da, fans da, da, knew this was the only way to get him off the yes. field. And they've approved That's it. what I'm saying. They were like, okay, I don't think Gary Sheffield's a good Yankee it. player. I, I would rather he be the governor of New York. Can we just do that? He has the RR in parentheses next to his name because he's a member of the Royd Rage Party. That's right. So. <laughs> Which is all about, well, what do you think about this? <laughs> I hate you. Ah. Yeah, exactly. I'm so angry. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, My president is Roger Clemens. That's right. He's, he's like the here. chieftain of the Royd Rage Party. <laughs> and exactly. So is Kenny Rogers, for God's sake. The Pine Tar Party. Be and Peter of the PTP, Pine Tar Party. They're all cheaters. Yeah, absolutely. All these ex-Yankees. Oh, yeah. The current Exciting. Yankees are fine. We want to, uh, we want to say that, uh, unfortunately... We've come sure to the end of are. another show. Jason We've come to the end of another election cycle. We hope that everybody went out there and uh, voted, you know, ignoring Russ and doing what Story did, following along with Story's civic duty. We hope you I voted for Joe Paterno. Hope that anybody voted. Hope you Let vote me for go Joe on Paterno. the record and say that I am not going to shame anyone for not voting. I think it's perfectly reasonable not to vote in this broken Story would like you to vote for so. Joe Paterno totally and for fathers. He'd like you to vote for fathers. I don't have a cell phone and, um, yeah. and I don't vote. How do you like that, America? That was me until this year. That was everyone in America I, I until this year. Those carefree yeah, days. Exactly. We want to thank everybody for listening and uh, we will see you guys next week when we'll know who's running our country. Me. You don't know We me. don't know who it's going to be, but we'll see what happens. Until next uh, week. Nobody's running this country. <laughs> the businesses, the corporations will win. I predict Say goodbye, it. everybody. Have a good week. Good night and good luck. Bum, 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 <laughs> goodbye, bum, everybody. Yes, no, yes. The proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron. Or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at mepreport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu glands. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross.